Welcome to the With Clarity and Purpose podcast with your host, Janet Borrego. Each week, I bring you an inspiring person or message to empower you to live life on your terms so you can be who you want to be, do what you are meant to do, and have the life you deserve to have. We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Hi, hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited to be here with you, mainly because we are bringing back the podcast on a weekly basis. There was a little break I took when I switched the podcast from weekly to monthly because I had so many things going on. And of course, as you may know, I'm a one-person team, but I recently hired my operations business manager. So we are growing, we are expanding. And as an entrepreneur, you're figuring things out as you go. So thank you so much for still being loyal to the podcast, still being loyal to this mission and vision of empowering the world of each one of us stepping into the person who we are meant to be so we can add the most value we can to this world and we can continue serving. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I can't say enough of that. So again, thank you for tuning in. And I am super excited for today's topic because this is a topic that has been coming up in my mind over and over. I always joke that when I'm in the shower, I've written at least five or six books because just the content hits me every time I'm in the shower and I was showering and then this topic hit me and I'm like, okay, I need to do something about it. So the topic for today's podcast episode, it's about the seven, actually I had six, but it's seven, seven self-sabotaging patterns that keep you stuck. When I say keep you stuck, means that prevent you from continue the growth in this journey. When you're feeling stuck, there are two reasons. One, you, you stop growing and you don't know how to step up, how to up-level. Another reason can be you stop contributing, you stop finding meaning to the things you're doing. You stop finding that purpose in your day-to-day, that purpose in maybe your job or your business. So it's really important because the key to a fulfilled, happy, and abundant life is growth and contribution. Those two elements are key enablers for you to live a life of joy, live a life worth living. So today we're going to discuss these seven self-sabotaging patterns that keep you stuck. And if you enjoy this podcast episode, please share with a friend, with a family member. We are here to continue empowering each other. So let's go to the first pattern. And these patterns are based on my experience and based on my experience with the coaching clients I've had. Because at the end of the day, we are all human beings. So I can see 
patterns that repeat. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you're coming from, who you are. We all have similar behaviors or negative patterns that keep repeating. So pattern number one, I can do it myself. I can just do it myself. I can figure it out. I don't need help. I don't need to delegate anything. That's a pattern number one. Last year, I had an amazing coaching client and she has a daughter. You know, she is relatively a new mom. I mean, her daughter has, I think she's like four or five years. And if I remember well, she was like, Janet, I have so much going on. I'm working my nine to five, focusing on my daughter. I have a husband. I have all of these things going on. And I was like, hey, why you don't hire some help? Do you have the financial means? Yeah, yeah, I do. I have the financial means. So, so why you don't hire someone? And she was like, mm, "Not, I can do it myself. No worries. And we end up exploring deeper what I can do it myself means. And many times that is rooted in feelings and beliefs of unworthiness. Because only the people that ask for help, only the people that ask for support, only the people that is willing to invest in themselves is willing to invest in someone else to help them. Those people have higher self-worth than the people that think they can do everything themselves. I'm sure you have heard this quote that says, alone you can get so far, but with a team you can get much farther. The quote sounds way nicer than what I said, to be honest with you. But the thing is, like, if you look at these big organizations or the big visions and the big missions or maybe the big social movements, maybe they started with one person, but they really started becoming influential when a team, a community of people came together. You deserve having your own village, your own village to help you, maybe with your kid, with your business. I used to run this pattern. I used to think, oh, I can do it myself. I don't need to hire a mentor or a coach or I don't need to delegate help. But then I realized, why not? Why not actually enlist help so other people can help me and I can focus on the things I enjoy. I can focus on the things that add value, that are more strategic. And this applies to your family life. This applies to your career. This applies to your business. The only way you can grow, scale, be happier is by building a team of people. I remember the first time I hired my first coach ever, which was a long time ago, or the first time even I invested in a training or in a certification. I started to dig deeper within myself and I started understanding that the I can do it myself mindset yeah, that's a possibility, but it's going to take me way longer than working with someone who has paved the path, that working with someone that has a formula already that works, that I can do mine, that formula. Sure, I can customize it, but I can learn so much from people who have already gone before me. That's why mentorship is important. That's why coaching is important. In my case, I'm a self-mastery coach. I help people fulfill their potential with clarity, confidence, and courage. I help them manifest what they truly deserve by being who they are meant to be. That they can do it themselves, sure, they can figure it out, 
but my formula works and it works relatively fast. I mean, my program is six months. Yeah, it's a lifelong journey. After that, you still need to keep putting the effort like anything else, like working out. But isn't it way faster, more efficient, more strategic to actually enlist that help? The I can do it myself is a self-sabotaging pattern that is rooted in feelings and beliefs of I'm not worth getting support. I'm not worth getting that help. And you can change it. I used to run this pattern, like I mentioned before, and now I'm a master of enlisting help, <laughs> like literally. And I mean, this year I've hired a marketing team. I've hired my operations business manager. And all of that has gotten returned because I put the effort, I put the action. So I don't have the minimum doubt. It will get whatever you decide to invest on. If it's help from a nanny, help from a coach like me or anyone else, it's going to be totally worth it. That client that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast episode, she ended up hiring that nanny, but she had to overcome those feelings of feeling unworthy feeling that she didn't deserve that help. And when she didn't, she was so happy. See, she was so happy that she did it. And she was able to find more time somewhere else to enjoy more life, to know that she's worth getting that help. So that's the first pattern. I can do it myself. Yes, you can, but wouldn't it be faster to get help from someone else? You even feel better because Human beings, we are meant to be long. We are meant to be sharing this journey in community. Recently, I hired a physical trainer. <laughs> so another teammate, not teammate, another team member, <laughs> teammate. I mean, it's the same thing, right? I hired a physical trainer. He's actually the husband of one of my friends and she was my coaching client. And I could do it myself, sure. I could watch YouTube videos and try how to lift weights, but he knows better. He knows about the right form. He knows about physical therapy. The other day I was like, George, my knee hurts. I think my knees are messed up. And he was like, no, it's not your knees upstream of your knee. It's your quad. And I was foam rolling and I realized that I had a big knot, which tomorrow I have a a massage and I'm deeply scared of the pain I'm going to feel, but I'm ready. I think I am. But I could have done that myself. It would have taken me much longer to do it right. But with his help, he can teach me. He can show me the, the way and the ropes already. The second self-sabotaging pattern that is preventing you from growing is a fear of commitment. The fear of commitment to yourself the fear of committing to a journey, the fear of committing to consistently showing up. And for that, you need accountability, of course. If you're not someone who, I mean, if you're someone who has been inconsistent in the path, which we all have been there, right? I think consistency is not perfection. When you are trying new things, it's natural that you're going to get off track. It's normal. That's a good sign. That means you're trying something new. The key thing is to get back on, to exercise that muscle of resilience. The fear of commitment, when I talk about that, is whenever we are like, oh, I want to try this for one month and see if it works for me. And then we try one month. And of course, one month is not enough to generate meaningful results. And we are like, well, it didn't work. I'm leaving. You don't commit to doing it long enough. 
one of my friends recently, I was having brunch with her and she was telling me, hey, do you know how long are you going to do the physical training program? And I told her, I'm going to do it for six months. I'm going to commit to six months because my coaching program is a six months program because I believe when you start showing up consistently, not perfectly, for six months, that's when you truly start seeing transformational results. You start seeing them before that, of course. You can see many wins before that. But showing up for six months, it's a huge win. And I have so many of my clients finishing the six months and saying, oh my God, was that it? <laughs> six months is not long as it sounds, I promise. It goes like so quickly. I mean, it's September 2023. Can you believe that? Six months is just half of a year. And how many years are you going to live? It's just crazy. So fear committing is when you have one foot in and one foot out and you're like, I want to try it, but... I want to make sure it's right for me. And you kind of do it, but you don't go all in. Whenever you're trying something like physical training, like trying to lose weight or trying to get in shape or trying a new habit or a new meditation technique or even coaching or whatever it is, you have to be in it for six months at least. One of the best advice my uncle gave me, which is I mentioned him in every podcast episode because he made such a big transformation in my life that I want to honor him every freaking time I can. That's how much I love him and my grandmother too. They passed away, I mean, within the last two years and a half. It was really, really tough on me, really challenging time for me. So to keep him alive in, in my presence, I always mention him because there are many advices he gave me that he completely changed my life in ways that I couldn't even see it at that moment. And we were talking about meditation because he was the one who taught me about meditation back in 2012. Oh my God, when I was a baby, I mean, I'm still a baby, but when I was a baby herb, and I just made that word, thank you. So we were talking about meditation because we both have this book of 100 meditation techniques. And he told me, Janet, you have to find what resonates with you, what gets you the results. And the only thing you can trust is your experience. But in order to trust your experience, you need to do something for a good amount of time. And ideally, you try one meditation technique consistently for six months. And then after that... You look back, you see if you enjoyed it, if it resonated with you. And if it did, you keep doing it. If it didn't, then change it up. But at least for six months, that's the time. And sometimes this self-sabotaging pattern of fear of commitment is because we are so afraid to commit to ourselves. We think that it's committing to someone else or to a service or to a program or, or to whoever else. But when you're fear of committing to someone else, it does mean that you're afraid of committing to yourself, committing to your journey. And at the end of the day, and I'm going to repeat this again, this goes back to you feeling you're not worthy of that transformation. Because everything that is worth it, my friend, it does take time. It does take commitment. I remember someone saying, she once told me, Janet, do, do not say commitment when you're talking to potential clients. And I'm like, no, I'm going to say commitment because why would I be portraying something that it's not? Yes, you have to commit to the process when it comes to 
six months of coaching or anything else. But that commitment is not to the program. That commitment is to yourself, like literally. So that fear of commitment, again, it's rooted on feelings of I'm not worthy. Because if you're afraid of committing to a journey, to a process, it means that in the past you haven't committed to the journey. You haven't committed to yourself. So actually committing to yourself or the journey It's breaking the pattern of what you have done in the past. And when you break the pattern of what you have done in the past and you start showing up differently, guess what? You start getting different results. So in order to get different results, which are the ones you're looking for, you got to start showing up differently. You got to start behaving differently. You got to start thinking differently, feeling differently. And to be honest, that's exactly what I coach my clients on, on being that person that is going to attract the right opportunities, being that person that is going to notice the right opportunities. Because I always tell them, hey, you have all the resources you need within yourself. I'm a guide that is guiding you to get there. But you have all the secrets within yourself. We are just unlocking them. And that's the power, really, of this process. So fear of commitment, it is a big self-sabotaging pattern because it doesn't allow you to be present. You feel that you always need to go to the next thing, to the next shiny object, and that prevents you from growing. Because when you start going and jumping to the next shiny object, there is a belief that starts forming deeply unconsciously within yourself. And it's a belief of, I don't belong there or I don't belong. I don't fit in because you're not allowing yourself to create that space before you belong, before you fit in, before you feel worthy, you quit. And believe me, I believe in in quitting when it's not online. But so many people... And I've been there. They quit before they start getting the results. There is this amazing book from Napoleon Hill that is called Three Feet from Gold. And it's all about this story of this guy who was looking for gold for so long. And he quit literally three feet before finding that gold. And after he quit, someone else continued his path, his journey, and he found gold three feet away from when he gave up. Isn't that crazy? Three feet from gold is a life-changing book. I loved it. Another thing that I was going to mention here, I love Robin Sharma. He wrote the 5 a.m. club. Highly recommend. It's all about waking up early, but it's a really, it's a, a long book. So it's pretty impressive, the message that he carries. But he says, related to this self-sabotaging pattern, Part-time commitment delivers part-time results. If you want to commit part-time, then you're going to get part-time results. So the, the real question is, what results are you wanting to get? Because that will also be linked directly to the commitment that you need to make. So that was the second self-sabotaging pattern. The third one is, what if I make the wrong decision? I was coaching a client two weeks ago and she recently moved to Mexico to this amazing leadership position and she was trying to find apartments. She's staying with her mom, but she's trying to find a new apartment 
And she was telling me, Janet, I'm just afraid of making the decision and committing to it because what if it's not the right one? And I reminded her, decisions are temporary. Yeah, you decide with your gut what feels right. You find an apartment that you like. But even if you don't like it one year after, just change it. It's totally okay. We are so afraid of the permanency of things. Well, not a single thing is permanent. Everything is temporary, by the way, including our lives. So what if you make the wrong decision? There is no wrong decision. You can always change it up. And another thing to make decisions, you need data. To make decisions, you need more data. You're going to get more data only by making decisions. (laughs) So if you make the decision, you don't like it, that's data. Utilize it for the next decision. As long as you keep utilizing that data, you're going to be making better decisions. And another thing, there is no failure, only feedback. Instead of thinking, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I fail? Think about it like, I want to make fast decisions. I mean, with the best information you have, this is not about going crazy, of course, but I want to make fast decisions in order to get more meaningful data so I can make better decisions as soon as possible, right? This is not about delaying the decision two years from now. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So make decisions whenever you have enough information, because that's what you need information, go for it. I mean, sometimes I tell people, give yourself a deadline. Okay, one week I'm going to gather data. I'm going to notice how I feel. Tap into your intuition and then go for it. Make the decision. There is no wrong decision. Sometimes we get stuck in this duality of right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. Of course, yeah, of course. If you go to the criminal justice uh, court, there is right or wrong. I'm not saying that, but these decisions are not temporary. And honestly, most of the decisions we are worried about, the consequences are minimal. Like there is not much risk involved. So just make a decision that feels right. I have to mention this here that whenever we make an aligned decision, it's naturally to feel a little bit of fear when you're doing something for the first time. For example, I, many people that I coach, I've been their first coach for the first time and then they decide to coach with me again. I've had people that they have coached with me up to three, four times in different areas of life. But I'm sure that first time when they decided to hire me for the first time that they didn't even know what a coach was, there was fear naturally. They were like, what is this? What is the result I'm going to get? It is normal to feel fear. But I'm telling you, as long as you commit to the process, as long as you're open-minded, as long as you put the effort, the action, you're going to get results. There is no doubt. It's just like going to the gym, doing the workouts, eating well, and not seeing results. That doesn't happen. That doesn't make sense. So believe in you, my friend. Believe in you. I think that's super important. Okay, cool. That's the third one. Whoa. Okay, so the fourth one, it's them. It's not me. The fourth one, it's all about lack of empowerment. It's about pointing the finger at others, you know, maybe blaming some. And I love the quote that says, when you point that finger at someone, look how many fingers are pointing back at you. If you do it like I'm doing it, at least you have three. (laughs) So whenever we point out at someone like, oh, that person is doing this, this manager made me mad. It is okay to vent 
for a little bit, right? But at the end of the day, you got to start asking yourself, I'm in this situation. That's a fact. What can I learn from this situation? It's hard. It's challenging. But there has to be a lesson there to learn. If not, I wouldn't be going through this. That's when you go from victim to like this happening to me and everyone abused me and all of this stuff. That's where you go from victim to creator or some people say to victor, from victim to victor. The difference there is empowerment, is recognizing that you have a hand in your reality, a hand in your reality that means how you perceive things, how you feel about things, how you think about things. And my dog just came into the office, so he opened the door, and he's here, and he's trying to leave again. (laughs) He's something else. I love that sign from the universe. So whenever you point a finger at someone, you got to understand that that someone is part of your reality. And the only thing you have control of is how you show up, how you feel, how you think, how you behave. If you, which by the way, we all have been here, I'm raising my hand with you. But if you start blaming others, it means that they're having control over you. Let's say that again. If you start blaming others and pointing the finger at someone else, it means that they are still having control over you. When are you going to take your control back? That's what empowerment is. Empower. I don't know if that's related, but I just made it up. Empowerment. It's I'm taking my power back. I'm reclaiming my power. Because even though there are things that are happening around me that I don't have control of, there are things in my past that I didn't have control of. Now I'm an adult and now I recognize that I'm the creator of my reality, that I'm in control of how I think, feel, and believe. And whenever you have control of that, my friend, you start creating the results that you truly deserve. So instead of it's them, not me, start asking yourself, how can I grow from this situation? What is a lesson to be learned? I remember when I was working in corporate, I had such a challenging manager. I think I thought about quitting several times during that time. And I would be resisting the situation and resisting. And my ego was up. His ego was up. We had so much tension. And I remember walking to my car from the office and thinking, what am I not seeing here? Why after two months, I'm still struggling with with this? Why am I still struggling with this? What is a lesson that I haven't learned yet? And that lesson for me at the moment was flexibility. That was such a breakthrough for me. Flexibility of communication, flexibility of showing up differently. And when I showed up the next day, I was a complete different person. And funny enough, I'm not even exaggerating, two weeks after he was removed from the team. Sometimes the universe will send you the situations based on what you have to learn. And when you learn or you feel more in alignment still in that situation, or things that you were struggling with disappears. The key is to show up empowered and to look at the lessons that you are learning throughout your path. Okay, those have been for number five. Oh my God, I think I had eight. See, I don't know how to count, even though I'm an engineer. And no, 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 there are seven. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay, one, two, three, four, five. I have them in my phone here. Okay, so number five is procrastinate learning. Do you know, and I used to be there, do you know how many people procrastinate? And you may be one of them, no judgment. 
full acceptance. Let's look at the facts. I was there for a long time. I mean, I've gotten so many certifications for my <laughs> coaching business, so many certifications in subconscious reprogramming tools. And for a long time, I was learning and not really building on my business. But I mean, let's be honest, right now I use all those certifications, all those tools every single day in my coaching business, but I've definitely run this pattern of procrastinating learning. This is when you procrastinate by learning and you are just not ready to take action until you learn everything and you learn how to be perfect and show up perfectly. You need to break that pattern, my friend, because you know what you will learn from the most experience. What you learn from the most is experience because again, like everything else we have discussed, what you need is more data and more data to learn. And the only way to do that is to show up and mess up. Ooh, that should be a tagline. Show up and mess up. That's the only way that you're going to continue moving forward with more, more purpose, more wisdom, more fulfillment. Show up and mess up. And as you mess up and you continue messing up, you learn more and more and you stop repeating those past mistakes. But those mistakes or those pitfalls or whatever, they are necessary for your growth. We all got to learn more on how to fail forward. Failure has a negative connotation for most people. Failure now as a business owner for me has a positive connotation. Failure is the enabler to success. Without failing, there is no success because how are you going to learn? How are you going to learn the way to success if you don't fail, if you don't mess up? So stop procrastinating learning. And if I'm the first one to tell you this, you are ready to take action in whatever you want to take action on. Do not delay your sense of fulfillment, your sense of maybe creating that business, creating that side project, asking for that promotion, getting that nanny to help you in your house with your kids. Do not delay that anymore. Okay, pattern number six. What would people say? What would people say if they know I'm coaching? Yeah, they would say like, wow, you're committed to your success. That's amazing. So many of these stories of what would people say, they are created in our mind, by the way. And a lot of times people don't even think that. I call it, you know, when sometimes you, or maybe this is me, you're driving and you're daydreaming of the possibilities. Many times we are nightmare dreaming, like imagining the worst case scenario that people are going to judge us. And if people judge you, what? What happens if people judge you? They're going to judge anyways. So why not start living your life in your authentic truth? Why not start living a life that you're proud of, that you're happy, that you wake up excited every single day? Why you don't start embracing your uniqueness and your difference and your magnificence of who you already are? It does take some deprogramming to strip those layers of who we have been programmed to believe we are. Most people accept their life they don't create their lives. We are here and you're here in this podcast because we are all about that creation energy, that creation energy of creating our reality and creating our possibilities, our life. Everything and anything is possible. I'm here to remind you that over and over. So what would people say? I mean, that fear of judgment, let people say whatever they need to say. The important part is that 
you show up with good intention, you show up focused on serving, on giving your best, the rest we don't have control of. And I want to be vulnerable because this is one that I have been working on, mainly posting in LinkedIn. And I know many people in corporate that they are intimidated by LinkedIn. I even thought about making a podcast episode about LinkedIn and the fear of judgment because LinkedIn sometimes has this sense of more structured and more professional and more, I don't know, it just has a different feel that Instagram that is more relaxed, laid back, more social. And for a long time, I would be like, oh my God, eh, what would people in LinkedIn say if I post this? But I would do it anyways. I would post it anyways. And it took me a couple of repetitions and doing what I was afraid of over and over to feel more comfortable. And now I give my best, you know. I, when I post in LinkedIn, I create a storyline. I make sure that it's value added. I make sure that it's good for me, good for others, good for the environment, the community, that my intention is good. And when those requisites are met, the rest is out of my control. So what would people say? Who cares? My question is, what would you say? That's the most important question of all. What would you say? Are you proud of the thing you're putting out there? Is your intention good? Are you doing it from the heart? That's all that matters, my friend. And the last one, one of my favorite ones, the seventh self-sabotaging pattern, waiting until crisis hits or you touch rock bottom to make a decision that is aligned. The subconscious level, we have been programmed with this pattern to not ask for help until it's too late or you're in a crisis, to not start with a daily routine until you feel you want to cry every single day. Funny enough, I have this client two years and a half ago. I actually saw her last week. She's living in London. She completed her MBA. She's living her best life. We did coaching two and a half years ago, and she was so grateful when she saw me. She's like, coaching changed my life, and she has been able to manifest so many things. But I remember we set a daily practice for her that was meaningful and that it worked. And there was a moment when she was struggling, she started doing the daily practice, and she started going up, and she started feeling so much better. So one day, I asked her, hey, how is your daily practice going? She's like, I stopped. I stopped the daily practice because I feel amazing already. And I'm like, well, the daily practice and taking action was such a big enabler to you getting there. So maintenance, it's important. So please, you know, start doing the meditation again because that's what's going to elevate you still to that frequency of feeling good, of feeling abundant, of feeling fulfilled. Do not wait until crisis hits, until you touch rock bottom to reach out, to seek help, to get mentorship, to look for a coach, to anything, to start a meditation practice, to go to an in-person event, to start building a community. Do not wait until it's too late. Be proactive. Become aware of your decision drivers. Become aware of your decision drivers. If your decision drivers have been pain, which by the way is very common, I've been there. If your decision drivers have been pain, have been fear, realize 
that those patterns of waiting until fear and pain and crisis hits are not sustainable over time. If you really want to fulfill your potential, we got to start running our behavior from a sense of alignment, fulfillment, happiness, abundance, love, service, contribution, growth. Those are the things that are going to allow us to live a sustainable, happy, and fulfilled and abundant life. It's all about love. It sounds cheesy. It's all about love. It sounds cheesy, but the more I do deeper work with me and my clients, the more I realize the truth and the depth and the power of that statement. Do it for the love of yourself and do it for the love of serving others. That's the key, my friends. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast episode about the seven self-sabotaging patterns that prevent you from growing, that keep you stuck. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, share it with a friend. I also wanted to mention really quickly, I have one spot opening up in October for my one-on-one aligned coaching program. It's six months. It's highly transformational. I wanted to quickly read the testimonial, part of the testimonial from one of my coaching clients. Her name is Kim Le, and she's an executive recruiter. And we just finished working together last year. And she said, I can say unequivocally, this was the best investment I've made for myself. And I'm so grateful for us to have crossed paths with each other. Janet's guidance has improved my life in every facet. And I can see positive changes within myself and the influence I have with the people around me. Every success that I have going forward, I will always attribute it to Janet, she's so sweet, who helped me rebuild my foundation in life. And she says, each day I wake up feeling excited about my future and actually believing in my potential. I talked to her, I think it was a week ago, and she was like, Janet, this is the most consistent I've been in my life. I feel so happy, so fulfilled. So the changes and the transformation that happens in the coaching programs, the whole purpose is to create sustainable change, to create change that sustains even after we coach together. So if this is something that interests you, schedule a free 45 minutes clarity call and you get to apply to my coaching program. We talk, we understand what's going on. We identify patterns that have been stopping you and we discuss if we are a good fit for each other. If we are, I would love to be there with you as your guide in this purpose-driven journey. Reach out, schedule a clarity call. I'm going to include the link here in the show notes. And again, if this was a podcast episode that resonated with you, please share with your friends, family, with everyone. Let's continue building a world and a community of empowerment. Let's continue uplifting each other and spreading the light, spreading the love. Have an amazing week and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.